Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Owen and our first ever podcast guest, friend of the pod, Tyler Whitmore, also co-host of the Real Talk podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about two new movies, Air and the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, as usual, share the episode, like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, you can follow our Twitter at the link in the description, and we'll also link all of Tyler's stuff in the description. Um, and we can we can get started with the movies. But first, uh, welcome to the podcast, Tyler. You're our first guest. Um, I'm honored. Yeah, <laughs> I I wanted to ask you a non-movie related question first. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because I I saw yesterday that you tweeted about the Taylor Swift breakup. I had to ask <laughs> if you're a Taylor Swift fan, and if you are, what your favorite Taylor Swift songs are? If you listen to her, I'm definitely a Taylor Swift fan. I wouldn't say I'm a Swifty though. That's like a different okay. breed of fan. Yeah, I that's say what I'm a I big am. fan. I think like okay. folklore, like her newer stuff is probably my favorite, like folklore, but stuff like you know, love story, like all the old OG songs are such good memories yeah. of like being young and having no responsibilities in the world. So those are always good times. But yeah, I live here in Phoenix. So we had the first concert of the eras tour was here. And it was like, they changed the name of the city to Swift city for two days. And there's people <laughs> from all over the world, like clogging up our city. Cause like so many people wanted to be at the first show of the tour. So that was pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I like Taylor Swift. I wouldn't say I'm like a hardcore. Swift. I'm not paying a thousand dollars to go to a concert after <laughs> damn yeah i'm a taylor swift's my favorite artist so i need to ask that nice. as soon as i saw you tweet about it i was like that is <laughs> that is the first thing i need to know nice. um but yeah we can we'll get we'll get started with uh with air i guess because that's the like we said that's yeah. the one we all seem to like more um as usual spoiler warnings for air not really super yeah i mean it's hard to spoil a movie about michael jordan yeah spoiler alert he signs with nike yeah yeah i don't it's yeah i mean but yeah you guys want to buy the book you guys want to start with with ratings um i think i okay i lowered my rating just yesterday i thought about it a little bit so i think i have the lowest rating here now but it's still pretty still quite positive i have it at a three and a half out of five Okay. Yeah, I got a, I have it at four, four stars. This is my okay. third ranked movie of the year so far. So like, it's yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm at a four and a half out of five. So Owen giving it a four star would be like me giving it like a six point five star. <laughs> so I give it yeah. a four and a half star. I really loved it. Yeah, and this is your this is your number one of the year so far, right? It is out of sixty three or something like that. Oh, but damn, that, that's I... more speaking to the fact that I just haven't really loved the twenty twenty three release yet enough to be like a number one. It's not really. Like I did really love Air, but I just don't think 2023 has been the greatest for like heavy hitters yet. Yeah. And do you have other four and a halves or is that the sole four and a half? Um, I have other four and a halves because the one that was number one before that was Fair Play, but that's a Sundance release that I believe Netflix bought. So it's gotcha. going to come out on Netflix at some point this year. But mm -hmm. Rylane mm -hmm. was also yeah, uh, that's a four. So yeah, I think I only have two four and a half stars. So gotcha. Yeah, I've been, been slow start yeah. to the year, I think. Interesting, because I've been on the other end of it where, like, funny, I've liked the start of the year so far. I mean, I have, like, you know, I have three four and a half stars already, and I have a couple four stars, and I had air at a four star, but then I looked at my four stars, and I was like, this just doesn't really stack up with the other ones for me. So I had to yeah. had to reconsider. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like there, and I know, I mean, I'm a big basketball fan. I know Owen yeah. is is uh, a pretty big basketball fan as well. <laughs> Do you watch basketball, Tyler, or you are uh, I'm a casual fan. Movie? Like I know enough to catch pretty much every reference that was made. Like I, yeah. I thought the Charles Barkley joke was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a hothead. No one would want to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so, awesome. I all the references, but I'm not a huge like. I don't watch every game, but yeah. I would watch the playoffs. But my team's the Mavericks, so they freaking choked this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm they. That's rough. No, I, I mean, I remember when we got out of the movie. I, me and Owen both said to each other like right away that the Charles Barkley joke was our favorite. So it's good you bring yeah. that up because I thought that yeah. part was so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and in general, like the comedy in general, I think is like probably what boosted this movie for me most likely. Because I, I don't, I think, I think before it, the movie came out, I was a bit skeptical about the fact that like. It didn't seem like like a movie's length worthy story to me, like like just like a, a shoe signing deal. I was like, this isn't really like worthy of a movie. Um, but then when I saw it, like 
actually play out i was like this is just good because it's really fucking funny <laughs> like like yeah. it's just an, an ultimate dad movie <laughs> obviously it's a lot of testament to, to ben affleck uh, i think his directing is really strong in this movie and i think the whole cast is really funny like this whole cast there's not a really a member that really sticks out as being um a bad member of the cast i think everyone kind of adds something differently obviously you have viola davis who is just viola davis yeah. Uh, but I think Matt Damon's really great. I think Jason Bateman in Limited Time is like adds some like heartwarming elements. Um, I think Chris Tucker, who um, in like interviews they said like he wrote a lot of his stuff, was really funny. Like it's just Chris Tucker, yeah. so it's gonna be funny. Um, and then Ben Affleck just kind of randomly just keeps showing up and has his little <laughs> moments. Um, I just say everyone's really great. And uh, I think yeah. I thought you're forgetting Chris Messina though. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought Chris Messina was the standout. I know Kevin liked him a lot, so. Yeah, he's, I I ended up um <laughs> I ended up checking out some of some of the stuff that he's in after I saw him in this movie because I was like this guy's so fun I need to watch more of his movies, um so I ended up watching like two romances that he's in and and I I think I just like this guy a lot he's also in Sharp Objects uh, like the limited series which I have not finished yet but I read the book and I really like that so. Um, we should put Christmas Eve on more stuff. I think is what I what I got out of there more than more than anything. Um, because that dude is really good. Um, like him and Viola Davis, like you said, were the were the two like big ones for me. I would say at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like the big thing is the cast. Like the thing I said in my review is, I'd say last year in terms of whether you like the movies or not, in terms of great ensemble cast, I'd say Banshees of Sharon and everything everywhere all at once had just incredible ensemble performances. Yeah. This is like the most chemistry I've seen from a cast in so long. And it makes sense because yeah. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have been homies for what 30 years. Yeah, yeah. But I've been re-watching all of Ben Affleck's filmography lately, like his directed work. And Christmas scene is like in almost every one. Or at least yeah. he's in Live by Night yesterday. I thought he was he's in Argo in a minor. Yeah, role. I think he's, so I think in he's like yeah. just as big of boys with Ben Affleck as gotcha. Matt Damon is. So they just all seem to play off each other so well. Chemistry just came off the screen i think that's really what put it over the edge for me yeah it, it's a great ensemble but it's not like it's not an ensemble of like these all these a-listers it's just really a, a a kind of a group of people that really work together which is often more mm -hmm. yeah like, and i think there's like a level i mean i was just mentioning this because it's um because i had family over this morning for easter and i was mentioning to to my sister how like there's I, I really like that there's just like a level of care because they have made this studio together now and they they actually care about, um, you know, giving profit shares to people on the crew and stuff like that. And I think that that kind of thing is something that could really like that kind of thing behind the scenes is something that could really benefit a movie because it's like, you know, people on the crew want to like be appreciated for their work, obviously, yeah. like everybody is putting and there's like there's stuff in here that that really matters that would go overlooked like like some of the costuming in this movie just for the fact that it's like this like 80s kind of like throwback vibe is like very essential to the storytelling i think and i think it's cool that they care so much to involve their crew members in the process you know there's definitely like the 80s vibe is definitely straight away you have these like this little like montage kind of you know babylon ending kind of thing going on or just <laughs> sets oh god <laughs> jesus christ okay i'm good <laughs> dog the dogs and that was like that was hell all right what are we talking about um you were freaking yeah. out you were, you were having a call then, but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um oh the 80s tone i think the 80s tone is really set like right away with this whole babylon yeah. opening um, with just it's showing Michael Jordan, it's showing just everything that happened in that time, and then you just have it kind of continues throughout the movie with what everybody's wearing, what they're talking about. There's just references to all these '80s things, as well as just basketball at a whole at like that time. Yeah, I think they do a really great job of setting you in that time, um, and it is it's kind of interesting to have a kind of a horse historical piece, but it's like it's not that long ago. Like it's like it's, Michael Jordan is still alive which goes a lot to like how the movie's framed and um, especially with like Michael Jordan's character, which I know some people had issues with some people. Um, I don't know. It's, just, like, it's definitely a big topic about the movie because it's about Michael Jordan, um, but not necessarily about Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's more about like, you know, behind the scenes stuff, but he is in the movie. Um, but you know, you don't see his face. You only see his face in like footage of games and stuff like that. But I yeah. actually think, 
Um, there's a lot of great like Ben Affleck interviews for this movie where he's really passionate and he, he kind of talks about how um, Michael Jordan's face or Michael Jordan was never going to be an actor. That was never like going to happen. There's no stage yeah. of the movie that that was like an idea because it's kind of like it, there's a very much this like attitude of course the movie that Michael Jordan is kind of God um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it is kind of um, the whole not showing an actor's face or not having anyone play Michael Jordan kind of continues that whole element of the film uh because if you you uh, ben daffley talks about how you know the moment we show some random actor the audience says that's that's not right that's not real michael jordan that's that's a phony michael jordan and the whole movie like gets ruined from there so i i, I do think it's kind of a tough like we talked about this kevin it's a double-edged sword um because yeah. you want to see the actor you want to see it yeah um, and and you know you, you you do know it's not michael jordan because you, you know they're not showing him and you know why they're not showing him but I do think the, yeah. the framing and the fact that he's still in the movie, quote unquote, like you don't see his face, but he's still in the movie. Um, and it's just kind of uh, framing techniques that keep you from not seeing his face. I think it's the best way to do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree for the most part, because it's like this weird like line that you have to tell where, like you said, it's like because uh, I, I said this to you, even like right after we watched it, I was like, it's one of those things where it's like I'm disappointed because I. I, obviously i would like it if they showed his face but it's at the same time it's like you have to be conscious of that while you're watching it and it's like you know they can't do it so what's the best way to go about it and they they do kind of like navigate that as best as you can which i think is like one of the big like commendable things about the movie is just like you see that and you're like okay they frame this as best as they could like they, they really like do a good job uh using like what what they have to to include him in the story some way but at the same time i think it's um i think one of the like interesting i guess like negative things i saw surrounding it is just like this idea that and i don't i don't know that i'm sure there's probably other movies that have done this recently but it's just like i think it's very interesting to make this movie that's like this kind of like shrine to michael jordan but it's not like it's not a michael jordan movie you know what i mean it's like yeah. what if we make a movie about michael jordan but instead it's about like a shoe deal and like all these business people <laughs> yeah. which is you know obviously for some people that really works but i think it's i think it kind of it's interesting because it is like the whole lot of the movie is like look at how michael jordan is like the coolest in the like look at how cool michael jordan is but i think it, it kind of shows how cool he is by being like we can make a movie about this like one kind of little moment in time and it still shows like how awesome like it like it's like we it's like you could make a whole Michael Jordan movie like this big epic Michael Jordan movie where we can kind of take this one moment and just like that's how all we need to show which I think is it's all it also works I, I, there's a lot of ways to do it I, uh, but I do, yeah. I do think it's kind of interesting to do such a small scale kind of thing but still have this like he's God basically kind of <laughs> it's like it's like it's very fascinating. Yeah, I think it was only awkward in a few moments. Like, I think it was, I can't remember which company, maybe it was Adidas when he's going into and like all the people met him outside and they shake the hands of the mom and dad and just keep walking. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. They try to set up yeah, like, oh, the yeah. mom is like the one who's going to be controlling this deal. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to Adidas and they're trying to sign him, like, they're going to go up to Michael Jordan and tap <laughs> yeah. him up too and be like, thanks yeah. for coming out rather than just like talk to his parents and say like, screw this guy. We're just going to walk in. Yeah, yeah. It was like, he was yeah. like really shy. It was like this, like, right. uh, I don't know. It was odd. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I mean, like for me, the the directing work I think is Ben Affleck's biggest. Like he took more chances than anything else, and I think most of the movies he's made before are usually you know mafia movies or something that has is very easy to build a movie about and make it compelling without being too yeah. creative or crazy behind the lens. But this is a very quote unquote like boring movie that he made really compelling. And I think you mentioned the Babylon opening. I think <laughs> the Babylon. I, I drew more parallels to Babylon when they were doing the, the speech in the boardroom and then they showed like Michael yeah. Jordan's entire life from there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's like a, that's a creative yeah. risk to yeah. do. And like, I, I love that scene so much. And then same with like all biography movies in general, you know, they retell the story. And then at the end you have like a PowerPoint presentation of this is what happened next. But like halfway through the movie, he had one of those title cards about like the value of how many shoes were sold or something. And I feel like the way he told this, biography was a lot different than a lot of people make biography movies and i feel like he took a lot of creative risks here especially like you were yeah. saying just now with the nacho and michael jordan much that i think they all paid off for me at least so it was nice to see ben affleck take some chances as director as opposed to just making a cookie cutter movie yeah and i think one of the interesting things you mentioned is that like because because i kind of after like immediately after i saw the movie especially because there weren't like 
that many reactions yet since it was like they did that whole you know early like a million early screenings mm -hmm. um like the, there weren't too many reactions yet and i was under the impression that a lot of people would like watch the movie and if they weren't really interested in michael jordan or like basketball or whatever like it was just going to be a very boring movie to them but a lot of people i know personally who have zero basketball knowledge and know like literally nothing about this world were like very much entertained by the movie so that was like something that really surprised me because i knew like I, I couldn't really separate my personal bias like i knew i was going to be entertained because i was like of course like this is you know <laughs> like basketball is all i do of course i'm gonna like this but but to see all these people kind of watch the movie and be like oh yeah this is actually really entertaining is pretty yeah. um pretty surprising well, I, I i even in my I, I had a review and i was like i don't know if i can recommend this to everyone i i really can't because yeah. i i just i I love basketball and I there's so much of this that's reference-based humor and there's yeah. so much of this that just like we love basketball we love Michael Jordan um but I have noticed again like ton of people being like I love this and I've never watched a basketball game or I really don't care for Michael Jordan at all which I, again really kind of talks to how great the script is and the directing is because you can get people who don't watch basketball don't care about Michael Jordan for a movie that's so like self-celebratory of basketball and Michael Jordan is is really impressive yeah and yeah and also like the biopic Sorry, thing no no like the biopic <laughs> thing like like you mentioned about like i, I just think I, I think the the other perspective is that like we don't really need a michael jordan biopic you know what i mean because like you said there's like this great like wealth of them and it's like we already have like the last dance which is in my opinion like as good of a documentary series as you can yeah. make about michael jordan so it's like people don't really like need a, a movie version of this person who is so famous that everybody already knows who he is kind of thing like yeah. I, think, I think at that point you'd rather watch it in documentary form like if you really care mm -hmm. that much to learn about him um so i think that's my big like takedown of the like yeah this is probably more fun out. than a michael jordan biopic I yeah I, feel, I don't know i feel like because then we'd have to watch them do like fake basketball and like who wants to do that <laughs> yeah yeah that's never good you, you would have to you would have to have someone that's not you would have to show the face in the michael jordan biopic like, yeah. you can't do a whole Mike, Mike movie about michael jordan and not show his face and then you're automatically gonna be like that's not michael jordan um yeah. so yeah I, I don't know i think this is a fun way to do a michael jordan movie without kind of doing a michael jordan movie um yeah I, yeah it's fun yeah there's well, so much dad humor in here that i don't know if it's just going to be closer to dad age but like i still yeah. i ate it up like the running scene at the end i would thought was hilarious with that damon like that's such a dad joke that like yeah. probably me of like college age or like high school age would be like oh whatever corny joke but like me i was like eating that up i was like that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah so good i have my theater was laughing really hard like it was like I, there was like the early screening or whatever. They were I don't know who was the audience for that, but they were they were eating it up. I no, I thought it, no. I, it's one of the funnier movies of the year for sure. I, I mean, I said to you, and I was like, there was that one, there was that one guy, there was just like one dad in the front row yeah. of my theater. I've never seen somebody laugh like that in my life, dude. I mean, he's having, <laughs> he like he had to yeah. be staying for the credits and laughing at those. He was literally like having the time of his life um and i imagine that he's like representative of most of the dads across america watching this movie <laughs> like it's just uh, yeah I, I haven't seen a dad movie like that in a while Dad movie of the century it's like it's yeah. kind of unmatched yeah that's the real big um takeaway is there like you know um because obviously we're, we're starting with the good but is, is there anything you guys didn't like about the movie um i would say i, I do think the it, it cut off like like 10 minutes I do think it kind of at the end, it's like it kind of doesn't know where to end. Yeah. Um, I think there's certain places where you could just cut to black um, and it would have worked. Um, it's not necessarily like the biggest negative. I still really like it um, because the first however many minutes are so great, but it just gets to the point where it's it, it just kind of it, yeah. <laughs> repeating. Like it's just throwing scenes out there. Um, yeah. I think that the tech stuff at the end, like the, the classic, like, um, you know, biopic like ending is fun like i i like that early 2000s cheesy like ending i just do think it it does take like a long time to end but that's probably like the biggest issue uh, overall i think the pacing is fine um until like that last chunk yeah i'm in agreement with that part because that's like 
that that's definitely what I what I felt the most was like uh, I remember saying this to you after the movie I was like there was like there was like seven or eight scenes at the end where I thought it was the last scene and yeah. it just kept going because they had like this you know like you say like that like PowerPoint format that they always it do almost again, feels they like... really like spread out each piece of information yeah like they gave like each piece like its own like scene and not just like <laughs> it wasn't just text it was like a scene to go with every single piece of text and I was like okay like this movie could be over now I think you know when they have the credits sometimes and there's like it's like kind of splits and you have the credits on one hand and there's like little yeah. extra footage it yeah. felt like you were watching the extra footage but there was like the credits weren't there yet yeah. we were just watching it um no, it's just such a yeah good it's, it's just it's not like the greatest like closing it, it doesn't know where to wrap up but I, I wouldn't like harm it doesn't harm the movie so mad like that and yeah the, the rest of the movie's great so yeah no i agree I don't um, think there's anything negative I really have to say about it. I think it does require basketball knowledge to buy in. Like, I, I think to truly, really like this movie, yeah. you need basketball knowledge. But I think the rest of it's so inoffensively made that I just be would I would just be shocked if anyone watches this and like rates it lower than like a two point five. Like, I just really don't see how anyone could come away with that. Yeah. But it's just such I, an inoffensive movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of like a. It's just like it's just a dad movie. Like, I don't know. I I definitely could see people being like, um, "Boo, basketball! This is boring." But I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, sure. I, it's one of those films. Is like it's it's really it's just a nice little like, you put it on on Sunday afternoon kind of thing. <laughs> like it's 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 mm-hmm. it's kind of the best version of that kind of movie. Um, I saw yeah. people that were criticizing it, saying uh, that the performances all felt very reserved. But I think it's just because all the performance, like they all work for Nike and they're all trying to sign them. So at the end of the day, like they're coworkers. Like Phil Knight is employing yeah. these people and they're like friends. So they're not going to be like the social network like. You screwed me over. I'm gonna yeah. slam a laptop in your face. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't get what people are really looking for when they're saying these. They were all pretty reserved. I was like, yeah. they're like coworkers. They're not gonna be punching each other in the face yeah, over yeah. the shit deal. And the yeah, thing yeah. is, is like Chris Mazzina is not very reserved at all. You right, know, yeah, like it's like exactly, the one, yeah, the one reserved about, element. Yeah, like the one place where they clash is between him, like the agent and the company, and it's like mm-hmm. it's a pretty pretty drastic yeah. clash that they have. Like it's mm-hmm. like very yeah. yeah I don't know. That is a silly kind of. I mean, I would pick. say if anything, it's like yeah. I mean, I I know Doug's not here, but Doug's not a fan of like the fact that it's like a like a Nike commercial kind of thing, which is like I'm I'm you know I'm yeah. I'm a bit. It goes back to what I was saying about how it. It's, you know, it's a Nike movie rather than being a Michael Jordan movie, which is like a very interesting like choice to make because it's like, yeah, I don't know. But it's also it's so like it's so very appreciative of Michael Jordan that it doesn't really bother me as much as I think it would in a different movie, perhaps, because like you said, like in Ben Affleck's interviews and stuff, it's like it's very clear that this is the guy who cares about Michael Jordan and is not just a guy who's making a movie about Michael Jordan um you know like he consulted him he consulted the family and like he he actually like it's a story that he really wanted to tell so yeah. I, I don't know that no it is it is an interesting good. critique and I, I wish Doug was here to talk about it but I <laughs> I um I don't it didn't bother me at, at any point like it never really occurred to me um mo- mainly because it just it felt like so much I've seen Ben Affleck in these interviews and it's just so much passion for the story being held that it never felt like this um kind of crash grab or we're gonna use michael jordan or it it never felt like a kind of sick movie to me yeah. um, it always felt like we love basketball so much and we want to tell this story um so even if it has that little bit of like nike's the best nike 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 i i still think i'm able to kind of look past that and really enjoy like the core heart that this film kind of has in it I think yeah. I might have had an issue with it if, like, the company that signed Michael Jordan was like Asics or something. Nowadays, it's like such a low tier shoe company. Yeah, yeah. But it's Nike. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Michael Jordan. Like, Nike doesn't need promotion. They're the kings of yeah, every yeah, sport yeah, usually yeah. right now. So this movie's not going to drive Nike's shareholder price yeah, through yeah. the roof. Whereas, like, if this was some yeah. no name company now that just fell off somehow, then maybe it'd be like, oh, yeah. they're just trying to revive their brand image or something. But Nike doesn't need any advertising. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even, it's not, I, I don't, at least I don't think the movie is making that much money. Like, it's not like, it's not a real difference maker in that It might have legs though. Like, I think this might be like a Man Called Auto type movie where it just doesn't come out with huge splash, but then I'll see a discussing film tweet in like a month. It's like, it just crossed a yeah. hundred million. I'm like, yeah, wait, yeah. what? People are seeing yeah. that? Like, I think it's or gonna I have feel like, some legs at the box office. Yeah, I feel like it would be a big like streamer. I think, it, I think once it gets put, oh, if yeah. it gets put on a streaming service like soon. Well, it's Amazon, that, right? Amazon uh, produced it, so wouldn't it go to Prime? 
yeah yeah if if it was like yeah if it comes out on streaming like relatively soon and there's still like some traction behind it i imagine movie legs are weird now um it's like movies will come out and then like a month later they're on streaming so like it's yeah. like very weird because you'll have avatar the way of water which is like still in theaters and then the mario <laughs> movie is in like a month is already out yeah um which is gonna make like a billion dollars but it's only gonna be in theaters for like a month um, so yeah. you never really know with these with these movies. I wouldn't expect Air to be in theaters for too long. Yeah, um, I think I think there's also like that interesting route that a lot of, or not a lot, but it seems like movies might be taking this route where they release them simultaneously. Yeah. And because I know Netflix has kind of done that in the past, like tested that kind of model a bit, where they'll like release yeah. a movie. HBO did the same, and then they like on that totally. Yeah, everyone kind of did that, like a year or two ago yeah um, but i wouldn't like, be surprised if there's movies in the future that just like it's like okay this is the day it releases yeah like, yeah theaters on this day we're putting in streaming on this day you For could sure. like definitely definitely like like just like random ass movies it would just sure yeah. like they, they do that um but it would be definitely interesting to see like a really big uh movie because I remember, like, they did that with, like, Black Widow or something, and it was, like, a big fuss. Um, yeah. I'd prefer if they did it with, like, mid-budget movies, though. I don't want I don't want to see, like, yeah. a blockbuster movie get put on streaming. Yeah, no, no, no. The theaters. Like, that's, they like, that's kind of disrespectful. Dune, Dune did that, right? I think Dune did um, that. Yeah, I they think, did. But I think that was more a result of the pandemic. Yeah, I don't think they would yeah. ever do it again with another Dune. But that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think like, it did happen during the pandemic. And, like, with a lot, like, a lot of those movies I'm talking about happened during that time. Um but I again, I don't think that would be a like for especially like a movie like Dune. Yeah, I think like in po post pandemic life, we're gonna see the theaters yeah. really start to get revived. I remember, too. I, I remember took a going to, see, going to see Dune in the theater and then going to watch it like at home like, <laughs> yeah. right after. No, I did the um, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I saw, I, will, I saw the theaters and then watched yeah. it the next day at home, I think. I will say, Michael Jordan is kind of crushing LeBron in movies. Oh, my yeah, oh, absolutely. I think it's, like, not even close. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you guys I see mean, House Party this year? I don't know. No. So is LeBron in it? I didn't even know LeBron was <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, like, about there. LeBron. Like, it's they, like, throw a party in LeBron's house. And yeah. literally, oh I kid you not, the final scene, like, he's like, I'm going to call the cops. And he says play me in one-on-one -on -one, and if i beat you like you don't want to call the cops <laughs> and then it's literally a 10 minute montage of lebron beating him like 21 0 -1 -1 -1 -1 -1 -1 -1. Like, lebron's ego just yeah. need a movie where you just could beat yeah. up on some people playing basketball it's that's so yeah, yeah um, you have that the new space jam i haven't seen everyone says it's horrible it's not good um, yeah, yeah not good. it, it I think um, he's in that one it. he's in that one like what is it train wreck as well or something i don't know some comedy yeah like yeah he just doesn't yeah but to be fair it's like the guy yeah. can't act like it's not like it's not yeah. like he's gonna pick well, the movies yeah, to be it's um, yeah i'm gonna defend lebron with my life always but i'd, I'd prefer if um i'd prefer yeah. if maybe he doesn't uh doesn't do too much I, i'm i'm cool with him producing stuff if he wants to like make basketball movies that are actually good because i think he was uh involved in hustle if i'm not mistaken maybe i'm wrong but i feel like he like had to have some sort of, there had to be something there because he has that one like um he has that one like production company with um his agent i want to say or something i don't know sure exactly who it is but yeah i, th I think they were involved in hustle and it's like if you if, if you have the the power that lebron has and you want to make basketball movies that are actually good then that's fine but maybe don't put yourself in them <laughs> and then we'll be okay yeah, dude, let's we'll have the the LeBron shoe movie in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I do. I do think that the LeBron version of the Last Dance would go incredibly hard. I think. I think if, when we get a LeBron like docu series, oh, for sure, it'll yeah. be maybe my favorite thing ever. Just like because uh, I love the Last Dance, but I love LeBron significantly more than I like Michael Jordan. So I, I'd be so in yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to, want to say about hair before we <laughs> switch gears to super Mario bros? Um, let's put Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like give them as many little duo movies ever. Like, I just want to, want to see them make little movies. <laughs> I think they're, yeah. they're so fun together. And I think there's just such a clear passion from the two of them to tell like genuine stories. Um, and I think that's something we need in, in modern movies. Yeah. I I could get on board with that. Okay, let's uh, let's let's switch over to Super so, Mario Bros., which is not 
in any way related to, to yeah air. well um Mar air like the dad movie of the century mario possibly the baby the movie, movie of the was, century yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um i mean uh, I, the kids in my theater were having a oh they're having black, a blast dude. They were, i mean them. i i went at like prime like like <laughs> the the showtime i went to was like right after school gets out oh and yeah it was just like i mean my theater i i might have been the only like adult <laughs> in there that wasn't accompanying a child yeah yeah um but yeah they they seem to to love it oh yeah um, what do we let's let's start with ratings i guess i know owens is like very low <laughs> yeah mine um, is mine is a three star i gave it a three out of five yeah um, i gave it a one star um, yeah, there it is yeah um i gave it a three <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i i think this is and a then doug's ghost gave movie. it a two star so <laughs> yeah you have all the stars there yeah um, um I don't know. I don't I don't think it's like uh, my big takeaway from this movie is that it's it's too safe for me to like dislike it enough to be like this is a one star movie. I think it's like I think it's so safe that there's nothing I really like hate about it. Um, but it's also so safe that I just can't like completely get behind it either. Like I thought it was sweet and it was like a fun time. I, obviously, I could see kids loving it. But like, I don't know. I, I like this, this was like a perfectly okay movie to me. Like I was like, I actually had like a pretty good time and it goes by so fast that I was just like, it's really like, I don't know. Yeah, I would watch, I would the best thing I can say about it is that it goes by fast. I will say <laughs> it does go by fast. Cause there is no release. There's no second act. So it does yeah. go by fast. There's just training and then the final fight <laughs> and that's the movie. Um, it does go by yeah. fast. Yeah. I, oh, and you didn't watch Minions Rise of Gru, right? I'm looking at that. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Because that's like the comparison. Yeah, because it's okay. that came out a year ago. It's the same production company, Illumination, and critics yep. gave that movie very high marks. And I just don't really get really? why Minions was like, Minions was the kid movie of last year. Now yep. this is the kid yep. movie this year. But all of a sudden, critics are like hating this one. But I think this is like no. clearly a better movie to me than Minions Rise of Gru. Yeah, no, I did yeah. not see. I'm not on the Minions train. Maybe the critics really got into the meme. They went to the, the theater in the suits. <laughs> Illumination has got to be like the worst like animation I, studio that, that continues to make money. Um, Like their whole, you look at the Illumination like thing on Letterboxd and it's just like nine Minions movies and like yeah. three other things. And it's just I, so funny. I think I'd be totally okay with Illumination if you cut out all the Minion stuff. Because <laughs> what you, what I mean, have? I haven't even I haven't even watched like most of the other ones, but they at least seem like stuff that I could get so behind. Like, like, I haven't yeah I haven't seen yeah I haven't seen that but like I I'm sure I would like it significantly more than any Minions movie. Um I, I'd rather watch that. Despicable Me than the Secret Life of Pets. Really? I feel like that's not a hot take. <laughs> oh, okay. I think the original, like first Despicable Me, I think is like yeah. very funny. No, I think I think the Despicable I think the Despicable first of this whoa, the first of this Despicable Me um is the <laughs> best Illumination movie, like it by far. Um, okay. I know I, I, I have seen I have seen the first one. I do remember liking that. Granted, I watched it when I was like what, eleven years old. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. The just the minions property in general and then yeah. like seeing their they, faces they it just, just annoys the me every time the minions they are they're milking yeah. and it works i mean yeah the, no, the, meme, the meme definitely helped them out a ton i'd yeah. imagine um the I, didn't, song for sure. I thought it was going to be like a silly trend but it ended up being a, a like a like like that trend <laughs> ended up actually having some some yeah. serious effects on on like their path i don't i'm not i'm obviously the minion movie didn't make this much money but i'm assuming it made a, a good amount of money it was just under a billion i believe like 900 oh yeah okay <laughs> yes okay yeah this movie so this movie is on track to be like the highest grossing um of the year animated movie of all time right, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I think, think so. uh right. passing frozen which is a big testament to how big the mario brand is especially worldwide because i know it's making a ton of movie over a ton of money over there um yeah, yeah it it does there's a lot of it that it feels like just throwing names at a dartboard like biggest names we can find dartboard and mario and that's like all they really need yeah. to be um a successful movie i think um like starting off with some like kind of good things that i like i think the movie looks fine like i think animation wise there's really yeah. not i i do think brooklyn looks horrible <laughs> um, but I think once they get out of Brooklyn, it looks great. It doesn't really look like Brooklyn to me at all. It's just actually. it's just a random like yeah, it's city. just a city, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because it's not like they had a shoot on location. Like it's yeah. an animated movie, so like I don't know how you like mess up 
play what Brooklyn looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Brooklyn looks weird, but I think once they get into, it's very much it's like Alice in Wonderland kind of plot where they, they go down the rabbit hole um, and then they're yeah. in Wonderland. And I think once they're in like the Mario universe, I think it looks fun. There's It's bright colors. It's, it's a good color palette for like a little kid. Um, mm. and I have nothing really wrong to say with the animation. I do think that's really where it ends for me. I think it, it comes off as very so soulless. I think the directing of the the uh, voice acting is very odd. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it very much comes from this thing of like not every great actor is a great voice actor. Um, yeah. It's like there's voice actors for a reason, and it's we've recently like past like twenty years or whatever. It's really become this thing of like just throwing names at boards and just getting like the posters that say like chris pratt and will smith and yeah all that like stuff. 20 it's, names yeah yeah it's like yeah. but it's interesting because it's like these are obviously movies marketed towards children so the, the yeah. children don't care that anya taylor joy is in the movie like it's um, like i was gonna ask that like why do they go for like <laughs> name brand names for voice actors when i feel like that's never ever been a draw to a movie is yeah especially because of how much they have to like pay extra right. for somebody yeah, who has that it, name. it feels like we have excess money what do we do yeah. with it because <laughs> because it's yeah. like it's like this movie is targeted towards children um the, the people that are going to see this um most of the people are just gonna be mario fans if they're not like children they're gonna be mario fans so it's like are they really banking like how much money um is when you pay Chris Pratt this much so much money is the, the is that equal like the amount of Chris Pratt fans that are going to only go to this movie because <laughs> yeah. of Chris Pratt like it, is, it doesn't seem logical to it besides just we have money let's just throw it at yeah. people. I, I could see it being like a draw for older people who want to take their kids to the movie you know what i mean where it's like if you're if you are somebody with kids it's like oh well i can take my kids to this movie because i'm interested in it now but i like what's the number of people that that actually if that like that that can't really make that much of a difference i would agree i would agree with something but i i don't think the actual content of the film reflects that because i think the film is so catered to children in the way that everything is like there's no like the movie doesn't have like it's not like a shrek kind of thing where they're ha- they're cracking jokes that will fly over kids heads and stuff it's just yeah. it's very like strictly a kid's movie so it's like there's not a lot for like adults to really grasp at so again like just having like chris pratt and anya taylor joy start the movie is just very odd um because i think this movie could have been a lot better with some better writing and like actual voice actors um, which it, again just is a weird kind of because I remember when Chris Pratt got casted, everyone lost their mind. Um, I think he's fine in the movie. Actually, I don't think he's like the worst performance in the movie. Yeah, I'm just not really right. in love with anyone. Um, and it is just kind of like I think um, I think Toad uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Michael Key. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the best performance of the movie because he, he's the okay. only person that kind of loses himself in the role. Yeah. Um, he's like an actor. He's he's yeah, voice actor. Well, yeah, so I think him. I think he's good. I think a Jack Black can voice act. I do think he's just being Jack Black in this movie. Though. Yeah. So that's that's what I wanted to bring up next because that's one of my positives. I think like I Jack Black's my favorite in this movie, and I think a lot of that comes down to kind of what you're saying, where it's like from from our perspective, since we're not you know little children watching the movie like obviously the movie's for little children we have to get something out of it for me i'm like i like jack black because like yeah maybe he's being jack black but the kids aren't going to realize that you know what i mean like the kids don't care and the kids seem to love the parts that jack black is in um so it's i've like, seen I so many tiktoks of that damn peaches song like, <laughs> yeah that but that's what i'm everywhere. like i love i love that they part got a because Cole bennett it. video from my perspective i'm like jack black's funny he like makes fun little music they let him sing a fun little song in the movie like what's you know what i mean it's like i recognize it because i know jack black so to me that's fun and and it doesn't really distract because like yeah you always have to remind yourself like this is a kid's movie the kids aren't gonna recognize jack black but i can so like i'll have fun with it while he's there um i do see what you mean where it's you know he's not really playing bowser in any way like there's no like recognizable characteristic about him that makes you know he could have been playing anybody and it wouldn't have made a difference um but yeah i don't know i i like jack black because it's at least like something that i saw in the movie where i was like this is fun for me and not just for the rest of the kids in the theater so i was like i could i could get with this 
Yeah, and I mean, talking about actors just playing themselves, like uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That's just straight oh, it's Seth so Rogen. Bad. It's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. I, I like Seth. Even Rogen though too. I didn't think it was the greatest like performance by him, because it is just playing himself. I something about his laugh, man. When they just <laughs> zoom down his face and you get that laugh, every time it'll get me. I don't care what uh, it is. Seth Rogen's laugh so, is just no, it's yeah. serotonin. It is funny, it's, but it is like it's like this funny like in in kind of laughing at the movie way where you have you have like Mario and he's like defeated and like it's just like close up on like Seth Rogen like evil laughing. And it's <laughs> yeah. just it's the stupidest thing. But and I, it's I, so I, distracting. Like it's so like because <laughs> yeah. you know what I like. There's no adult on the planet who's gonna watch that movie and not recognize that it's Seth Rogen yeah. voice acting mm-hmm. in it right away. And it's like it's impossible for for that to not like be going on in your brain while you're watching the movie. Yeah, you know, um, it's weird. Which yeah, I don't know. It definitely. I, I do think, like you said, like in general, for me, the the voice acting does pull me out of the movie at a decent amount um yeah. that's probably i hated the soundtrack my... too like the mario theme's awesome yeah. but the the random just like hit songs <laughs> yeah like the, the i need a hero stuff <laughs> yeah. well yeah so with that kind of stuff it very much felt like a lot of the movie felt like um well it's, it's like people talk about how it's like kind of bland and unoriginal and kind of cookie cutter but it, it very much felt even more than that or it felt like derivative of like every animated movie like popular animated movie for the last 20 years like it felt like he was trying to be shrek or whatever like it just kind of yeah. was like oh shrek has like pop songs we're gonna have pop songs shrek does this or this does this or this does this it very much felt like we're looking it was a board meeting decision of like this has worked in this movie this worked in this movie and it kind of like it's like a frankenstein of every animated movie of the past 20 years oh i, I think the end of the, yeah. the pop songs are weird because a lot of them feel like pop songs we've heard in other animated movies that like we're like it's like this movie it's almost like we uh recognize that song and we put it to that animated movie so to put it in another animated movie just feels misguided it's like you couldn't have found a different song for the sequence to kind of have if you're going to do pop songs might as well do a song that has not been already attached to like a major animated movie like especially with like i need a hero like it's like the strike two like fine finale is just so iconic yeah. to put it in your own movie you're people are automatically going to associate that with shrek um but i think mm. the like the mario theme itself like there's so much mario theme they could have worked with um that it just feels weird to just cut to like an acdc song or something like that mm-hmm. yeah because i would have almost preferred if they really committed to like the the key like mario things where it's like even some of the stuff that you mention makes it like so clearly a kid's movie to me i think is like almost a positive when when it's executed the right way like you mentioned the animation and it's like yeah a lot of like the, there's like a lot of sections in the movie that are just like video game levels you know what i mean I, like, you could, like i like that the, and i, I and that. i like that and i think that it, at the same time it's like this is something that kids are going to eat up because kids are playing these games you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like of course it's like appealing to them to watch this little like video game level style animation and then like i wish they i wish they like fully committed to to like that yeah. kind of like mario stuff more and and the music's definitely like a big kind of example of how they just avoid that um yeah i don't know i, I think when you're comparing it to like other movies as well this is maybe a stretch and i don't even know if i should bring this movie up because i actually like this movie unlike most people but it reminded me a lot of like ready player one no, um it feels very it's like ready yeah, <laughs> it, it feels very ready player one esque with like the music and like the way that it yeah. like, uses this world and like all of these like references and, and iconography and stuff um well like what's funny is so many critics like hated this movie because like oh it's just promoting a theme park and capitalism but i was like at first i didn't even hear know there was a nintendo world opening up in florida until people complained that this movie is promoting it like they never had a yeah at the very like, end of the movie yeah, they the were trailer. never like now open in orlando like <laughs> But I just learned that thing, right like, now. It's like a, a post-credit yeah, yeah. scene. Mario goes to Orlando. <laughs> right, like that it. would be <laughs> that would be bad. But the thing is, like, if yeah. they wanted to make this movie the ultimate mind control capitalism by our product, then they wouldn't yeah. have had the pop music. They would have just purely been like only Mario, Coconut yeah. Mall, every song everyone knows, like everything. In this movie yeah. is just Mario IP. So yeah. I think they really wanted to mind control their audience. They would have. They could have gone even further than what they did yeah. to try to sell product. I don't know. I think it goes back to what I was saying about how it's just like really safe. I think like what they, I think their vision was like, we know that we have Mario as a character. Like we have this world that exists, like all this stuff that we could connect to him. We don't have to make like, 
a movie that gets super unique in any direction. Like we yeah. could make a very like by the numbers movie that we know is going to make a billion dollars for us. Um, and we're yeah. already a huge company. So like, what's there to lose? <laughs> that's, I guess that's just really just my, it's like, it's not like I have any like strong hate towards the movie. It's just not really for me in any way. Um, and yeah. a lot of it's just cause it's, it is just like, it is bland and uninspired. Yeah. I do think it's again, in desperate need of a second act. And I do think it is a need. I think that little, like you talked about the earlier, the, the video game kind of stuff where it would be like a more 2d angle. I think it's fun. And I think this is a movie about it. Like it's so clearly a video game that they didn't yeah. kind of blend into that as much. Like, especially with like, yeah. you have those fight scenes at the end of Bowser. It would have been awesome to them to shift those 2d things and get some like slow. Oh yeah. Like There's some little... interesting like integration of that. Cause there was, there was little like seeps of that where, at the beginning a lot they did it a lot they did it like where you have mario and luigi running through brooklyn and they mm -hmm. have that kind of video game kind of when he's jumping up and down i think that's fun and they kind of go away from that um yeah it's just like it's very much again it feels like um they know their audience is children and it's like there's not so much to talk about because it's like at the end of the day it's, it's a kid's movie um i think the kids will love it i think you know kids like mario they should go see it um, yeah. So like, it, but it's like, it's like, it's funny with like the whole like Rotten Tomatoes score and stuff. It's like, this is for kids. So like kids don't look like 10 year olds or whatever are looking at Rotten Tomatoes scores <laughs> and being like, oh, I'm not going to watch it now. You know, it's not good. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's like at that point, like, it's like, who cares? I mean, yeah. And I think it is like kind of one of those annoying like internet arguments where people on the internet yeah, just like I mean, don't have any, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like not to sound pretentious, but it's like, if you don't know anything about this, but like, why are you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like people, yeah. if people don't know anything about film criticism and they don't know that, like, I mean, like, what is, what are the film critics supposed to do? Not watch the movie that they're paid to watch. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, right. they yeah. To, like film critics have to review this movie. It's, it's, I mean, that's literally what they get paid to do. Like, do you want them to like not review it? Well, and they need that kid. They review that all kid the other kids' TikTok. movies. I think that the movie G on TikTok, that kid, <laughs> he is who they should be going to because he's this, yeah. like, he's the spokesperson for the kids' movies. I think like, yeah. it's like, if you want to know what the kids are thinking, then you got to hear from the kids. I, I think for critics, it's like, oh, these are what the critics are thinking. Like, Obviously, the critics aren't children, so that's it's not their, they're not the audience. So it's, it's kind of weird to look at them for the recommendation on the Mario movie. Um, yeah. Look at what the kids are talking about. Uh, I think they're loving it. Um, that's why the audience score is so high. Um, yeah. But overall, it's like this is a specific movie. But it's interesting because I, I know I know it'd be great to have Doug here again. <laughs> but Doug Doug is a really big Mario fan, and Doug really yeah. wanted to like the movie, and he gave it two stars. So it yeah. is like this thing of like some people are liking it because they love Mario. Some people are still not liking it because it's just it's so kid. I think Doug said he, he didn't expect it to be so baby um, because yeah. it is it's this very like Coco Melon kind of movie, um, <laughs> which is, is it sucks for like older Mario fans who wanted kind of more. But it is very much like, again, kind of for that younger audience, which isn't a bad thing at all. It's just kind of what it is. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's it's not going to be one of my favorite movies yeah. of the year because of that. <laughs> I, like I still have a lot of hope for the rest of the franchise because obviously this will become a franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Made. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, I, I saw like, I saw your review like listed what you want for the, yeah, for the next. Exactly. Movie. Like I want all these spinoffs. But like the thing is, like I feel like since the Super Mario Bros of the '90s failed so miserably with John Leguizamo, I feel like Nintendo is telling the movie maker side because this is, is this Nintendo's first movie, right? Like as a studio i think this is the first one that they've i'm assuming so put out right. so i think i think all the big wigs were like okay we're finally taking this leap if <laughs> yeah. you have one chance like if this flops yeah. never again if this works we'll keep going so that's why i feel like this the title is super super mario bros but then they threw in mario kart stuff they sure. i feel like they threw in so much ip to this one movie because i felt like they were like we have one chance and now hopefully yeah. they make so much money and know that they have unlimited runway going forward they'll give us you know, maybe some more nods to adults, maybe just yeah. a more grounded, smaller scale story. Yeah. Like they still have big bad villains like Wario, Waluigi. Like they have people that can have them like sequels. Yeah. But I was hoping Mario, just, make, just make a Mario Kart movie. Just yeah. make a yeah. Super Mario, a Mario movie. I think a Mario Kart movie would be really fun. Like a speed the racer Road kind of. Rocks. Yeah. I think cool. the, the racing stuff is sick. I think that's like the, the coolest part that they could yeah. have done. 
Um, my biggest issue is I think that it's just going to continue to be Illumination, and that's really where yeah. like it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing where I keep seeing these like new Disney movies. It's like it's a fundamental studio thing where I just yeah. don't trust Wait, that like studio. Stop making live, live yeah, action it's like when Disney keeps making versions. live action movies, their own movies. Yeah. It's like okay, I know what I'm getting here. It's like this yeah. is going to be bad. Um, it will make a lot of money, but it's going to be bad. Um, so it's kind of where it's like I'm not ex- like over the moon or excited even a little bit at the, the sequel idea. Um, just because of that, it's going to be Illumination. It could blow me out of the water. There could be a random, like, Illumination, like, <laughs> Spider-Verse, like, yeah, animation, groundbreaking thing. Who knows? But at this point, it's like, Illumination's track record is kind of rough. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys, you, did you, did you guys see for the credits? No, I did not see for the credits. Was there end credits? There, there is a post-credit scene that I think the, confirms, a, confirms a sequel. It's like a opinion. Yoshi egg, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Po- there, well, there's two post-credit scenes. There's oh, yeah? One, there's one mid-credit scene where, where Jack Black is singing again. Um, <laughs> and and then there's an actual like post-credit okay, yeah. scene with, with like a Yoshi egg. So I yep, think yeah. that pretty much all but confirmed. And I mean, now that they've oh, made yeah. all, I mean, already so much money, there's just it's no... The, it's the highest-grossing no anime. It's going to be the highest-grossing anime movie of all time. It, it's, it's going to get yeah. sequel after sequel after sequel chris pat yeah. will be booked and busy this and garfield will take yeah, which is the worst thing to come out of this is that chris <laughs> pat's gonna have more jobs <laughs> what do you think Maybe? of charlie day as luigi um better I or worse Char- i love charlie day but i don't like care for that performance um, very much i like charlie i would day in say general, but... forgettable but it's like he's not really in the movie that much i was gonna say i think the only reason he was forgettable yeah. performance is because i think luigi he's was just, forgettable in this movie. yeah like, he yeah, was like out yeah. of it for most of it he really cast him to the side kind of where they like, he just stay he just yeah. gets lost in the beginning and then he doesn't get they just reconnect yeah. at well, the end it's the um, whole thing is uh luigi is kind of taking the the peach role that you would see 20 years ago and is is the like the helpless kind of um luigi yeah here. uh you have peach kind of yeah. being more badass um and luigi which is cool like I, I, yeah that. i think that's great i think peach i think anya taylor joy is weird like voice acting but i think the actual character of peach is probably the best like written character in the movie like, yeah I think there's that's the, like which is not saying out. a lot it's they not really did not it's like not, these characters at all it's, it's not but it is like it is the most fleshed out character i think mario yeah. is kind of weird because they try to have like these like emotional kind of arcs to mario yeah. uh, like at the end it's like this random like my his dad's like i love you or what he like he says this remark yeah. like they, they try to build this like dad like thing that's really rough. like there's it's no it's, it's the most yeah. bare bones like my dad doesn't love me thing like it's so silly um yeah which is like it's i don't know it's weird because it's like it the pacing is fast but it's like oh nothing happens so it's like <laughs> it's, like it's like what for the sake of pacing um, but I it's think, like I'm, I doubt there was a lot that they cut that like really would have. Yeah, I, I think they were banking off of, and, and this is obviously like a pretty big negative. But it's like they I, I, most of the thing was like people know who Mario is, and we're banking on them having an emotional connection to these characters because they already know these characters. So yeah. we don't have to create like these. We don't have to build up these characters ourselves. People are just going to see them and be like, yeah, I like these guys because I because I know these guys, <laughs> which yeah. is not the best well, way to go know, about always know. People know who Mario is. I'm. I was confused on the whole like he's like in his twenties, living with his like big family <laughs> yeah. in Brooklyn. Like I don't. That was like I was like, oh, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, he's like playing video games on his like childhood bed. Like it's like yeah, oh, it's okay. an it's an attempt. It's an attempt to make him more than just a character yeah, yeah. with no backstory at all. It is an attempt. Um, yeah (laughs) i like the commercial they made it was very scranton city from the office (laughs) michael scott-esque but i like yeah i actually i thought um i was thinking like immediately when that happened i i think um i think i would have liked it to open like that um i do i kind of like it's just kind of a personal thing where like it's like i kind of would have moved around some stuff i think i think um i like the idea i always like like a tv opening or you have in um just recently in megan where you have that kind of commercial um, which is, I think it's a really fun like the trailers end and then you get this commercial or you get this like little like intro I think that would have been a lot of fun to start with that and then go to the Bowser stuff because I just think it's a it's a fun it's a more interesting um, and original way to open it but I do think that it's like that's a little silly like kind of um, kind yeah. of way to and it's definitely a way to kind of be like um, why they don't have like accents like that I know yeah. Doug was not a fan of that um, <laughs> but sadly he cannot 
talk more on that. Yeah, no, you know what character I did like? I liked the, I thought the, what was it? The, the Lumily character or whatever? The, that, I thought that was silly. Was and the like star, the little, or... Yeah, like in the little prison <laughs> that they're in. Like the thing yeah. that's just talking is like, yeah, we're all going to die. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. I yeah, wish was, no. I don't know. I wish there, there was people that's like in my theater that like humor. did not like that star. Um, really? They were like, they were like probably like 20 year old men that were like yelling at that star. Oh, I mean, uh, it's I don't know. a little strange. Yeah, it was. It was very odd. It was like they were anti that star. I thought the star was pretty funny. I thought the star yeah. was dropping some little one-liners that maybe yeah. could be in a letterbox review down the line. Um, but I just think like, that I just think that that character is the is the closest that the movie ever gets to appealing to adults. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that I kind of think. humor. It's like if the movie had a little bit more of that. I think yeah. people who are, you know, above the age of 10 would probably vibe with it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, um, because that was like funny to me. I was like, this is fucking silly. <laughs> <laughs> but I also just, yeah, I don't know. I bought into the movie because I, like you mentioned, like I, I actually like, like I like Mario in general. Like I like playing all the games and I was like, this is a cool nostalgia trip for me. I don't know. It's, it's like, it works for me. I could, I could see why people who like Mario a lot, wouldn't connect with it at all but i was like this is fine it works i mean i, I just said yeah. i like ready player one so it's not hard to impress me yeah, um, so like with that kind of stuff if you, if you take me on the nostalgia trip it's gonna work um, yeah i mean it, 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 we talk about air this is a harmless movie like it's nothing really you can really get a hundred percent mad at unless you're some i don't know maybe a diehard mario fan would have a big issue yeah. with it but we can't hear from him today um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah it's again it's just like it's a kid's movie it's not very harmless it's uh it's, yeah it's just whatever yeah um anything anything else we want to we want to add about mario before we wrap up um other are, are there any big other animated movies coming out this year is is that fire and ice movie coming out this year i'm assuming elemental yeah mm, yeah, yeah yeah elementals yeah there's not any animated kids movies coming to theaters for a while though like mario because I, I i was wondering because you know like in a month it's going to streaming but yeah. i wonder if it'll be like other movies that like so there's movies that you could stream right now that are still in theaters for showing. So I, I wonder if they're going to keep Mario in theaters after a month, but also have it available on digital. Because gotcha, gotcha. I think yeah. they, they, it would have legs that way. But I don't think. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. As well. It's so weird that they're taking it to digital right away. Because I think mm -hmm. this movie could be in theaters for the whole year and do very well. <laughs> like I think it right. just could be. Because yeah. it's, you, you, you've got these, all these Twitter arguments all, all the time. Like, it's like there's no movie for kids anymore or whatever. This movie could just be in the theaters for a long time just as an option because kids are gonna like if it's a rainy day or something they're gonna take their kids to see mario like it's just like it's gonna be the point where every like kid under 10 has seen this movie in theaters if they have like legs like that which is like yeah. again an odd thing i maybe like they didn't expect it to do this well because obviously like you have to set the amount of days you're in the theater for before mm -hmm. yeah like you're in the theater. I, I find that hard to but believe. That's what that I'm saying. Though. It's like you know what I mean. It's like I find it hard Mario is such a big property. A success. Like they had to have known yeah. that this movie I mean, was going to be funny. It's it's tough to be like, oh, this is going to be the highest grossing animated movie of all time. But there's no way they didn't think this was going to make money. Yeah. I think they knew it was going to make money, but the they're pulling it or not. We don't know if they're pulling it from theaters, but we know it's going to be available on streaming yeah. like two days before Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out. So maybe they're like, we know this will make money. But we don't know if it'll make Marvel money, so let's just yeah. have it in for thirty days and pull it once that Marvel's gonna hypothetically probably take over the theater for kids and adults alike. Yeah, yeah. no, I actually didn't even consider that. That's a good point. Is um is Elementals uh, a Pixar movie? I believe I'm it is, sure. right? I I do think it's a it Pixar is. movie. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, because that's like that's that's my which is annoying but whatever like <laughs> pixar movies always work on me i i, I really don't yeah. know that there's a pixar movie I've incoming, seen like, um incoming so kevin four star yeah maybe higher who knows i don't yeah. know what's the last what's the last pixar movie that was like a thing like soul maybe i loved soul i don't know light year oh, oh that yeah i forgot okay, maybe, there are, maybe there are pixar movies i don't like <laughs> i completely yeah, I, I never saw i never saw light year yeah that's interesting though because it's like yeah, they're, they're taking. I think Lightyear's an example of where you should have a big name actor voice acting simply because was it Tim Allen was the original Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. So it's like going from Tim Allen to no name. Like it's either get Tim Allen if you can, but if you can't get him, going from him to no name, I feel like some people might be like, because a lot of people at this point who are Toy Story fans are older. Like they're going to go see Lightyear because, like, oh, I love Toy Story growing up. So like yeah. going from Tim Allen to no name might be a little weird. I didn't love Chris Evans in the role, 
but I at least can understand there where they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. we have to go yeah. from a known guy to a known guy. Otherwise people will really not want to see this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I it just, it is weird. I think Chris Evans, despite if he's good or not in the role, I think makes sense casting wise. Um, especially it's like this big Disney product. Chris Evans is a Disney guy. Um, he kind of looks the part, even if it's yeah. just an animated movie. I, mm-hmm. I think within the Mario situation, it's it's weird. I think it's, um, but like you, I think I think the thing that you mentioned about how Light Years this kind of thing where it's like people who grew up with Toy Story are are going to want to go see it because they grew up with Toy Story. I'm surprised that they didn't take that more into account with the Mario movie because it's like you, know, you would think like most people yeah. who grew up playing all these Mario games are going to want to go see the Mario movie, and it seems like yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's almost I, like, it seems like it's like didn't consider that not at all. I obviously I've seen like Mario fans that are older like this movie, but it does feel like the the Mario movie kind of forgot about the older fans in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're really gonna like really harness on targeting this to kids, which isn't yeah. a hard thing to do. I don't think targeting a movie yeah. for kids necessarily is a hard thing to do. So it, it just kind of comes off as lazy in that point. Um, because like it's just it's you're targeting the to an older audience, it's going to be difficult or more difficult than targeting to children. Um, so it almost felt like we only have to target to children. We're going to make money. We'll be all right. Which is, I mean, it's yeah. fine. It's just, it just, again, it's, it's lazy. Um, and it's going to make a lot of money. That's, that's really what the yeah, point. That, that's the big, the big takeaway is that everything we say today doesn't matter because this movie is going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. you know, it doesn't matter because it's, it's, the kids are going to love it. That's all that matters. At, at the end yeah. of the day, it's the kids. The kids are going to love it. Um, and it's just annoying not annoying it's just kind of i would you you'd, you'd want more from it um you want more from everything um you'd love to see um you'd love to have fun at the movies you know you love to go to the movie and, and love it um and it, it sucks when you don't but it's definitely just there's a, there's a specific audience for sure yeah absolutely okay we can all right we can wrap up there you can let us know what you thought about air and the super mario bros movie be sure once again to follow us on twitter you could follow tyler as well um thanks for yeah. being on by the way yeah um, yeah nice sure. having you filling in for doug yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah we'll we'll see everybody next week for episode 16